<laughs> All right, let's talk about it. Welcome to Security Today. It is the security bear himself up on this podcast. Catch me on Instagram at security, B-A-E-R, and this podcast on Instagram at at Security Today Podcast. I know. How exciting is it that I'm in your eardrums right now? That's right. We're back. It's a whole new flavor, a whole new dish, and it's got the same old ingredients. That's how I like to say it. I don't say that to anybody else, just you right now, so... Um, take it for what it's worth. But listen, we're back on air, and here we go with Security Today Podcasts. This uh, podcast has kind of been shaped and formed and molded over for the last year, and I've kind of understood what the purpose and the mission of it is, and that is to inform, instruct, and indulge the security technician. Look, I saw that there was a gap, first of all, uh, like two years ago when I was looking for podcasts because I was spending a lot of time in the car or I had a lunch to myself. I didn't want to talk to the guys I was working with or something of that nature. I was looking for podcasts that would bring me educational type of information that would make me better at my job. And I just could not find it for the physical security space. Um, there's a couple out there now, but back then it just wasn't anything. So decided to start the podcast and kind of be that and now that we took the year off and life got in the way and a lot of things happened I moved halfway across the nation all sorts of things um, we're getting back into it with the mission of informing so we're bringing uh, news trends devices technologies the the edge of our industry and what it's working on and and instruction so if if we're looking for how to do things better out in the field and indulgence because you get it my silky smooth voice in your eardrum for about 30 minutes every week. That's right. So that's what we're going to be doing on this podcast. It's going to take the same type of um, format. We're going to have some chit chat where we're going to talk about stuff going on in the industry. We're going to have some product highlights where we make sure that every week we um, bring a product to the table that is new and improved or doing something great in our industry. And we're always going to have a meaty section where we get into something and we look at method, we look at how to's, we look at uh, this versus that, all sorts of things, right? So that's what we're going to be doing. I got some big ideas coming down the pipe for other sorts of episodes from interviews to just guest hosts and those sorts of things. So it is going to be a good, uh, I don't know, however long this thing lasts or, you know, however, uh, however many millions of people start listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So also every episode, don't you worry, we're still going to have our shout out section where we shout out a technician or a company that usually it's it's their Instagram handle. That's the platform that I'm on the most. And always feel free to DM me or to reach out or to have a comment or share a story. I, I love interacting on the platform because that makes me feel like stuff is actually being done. Now, um, 
the first thing that I want to say is coming back into this, I am a part of the community Tech Knowledge. That's T E K N O W L E D G E, and they are doing some excellent things. That community has kind of been in and out of other communities for the last three to four years, and it has just been something that is super special to me. It's helped me be a better tech. It really, um, you know. That it's and it's at Technology WW worldwide on uh, Instagram. So check them out. But it has been something that I feel like the community as a whole on Instagram, whether they're part of technology or not, it's just the low voltage techs out there do a really good job of reaching out, being supportive. If you're in need or you need a question and uh, and there's been plenty of times I've been on a job and I'm like, man, I, I need to know this or I need to know that. And I, I call a couple different people, you know, like P&W Low Volt out in uh, Seattle or something to be like, hey man, I'm doing this. Have you ever worked with it? Have you ever done that? So the community is strong um, on that platform. So so if you're not on Instagram and following low voltage technicians, definitely get on there and do it. That's my pitch. The other thing that I want to talk about is how serious I take this podcast. So I want you to know that from my point of view, my passion is security, but I see it as something that is on the level of life safety and medical officials like doctors or police officers, because even though we may not be in the front line or we may not be putting um, our lives in danger by putting up security, it is crucial to this world that we put security in and we do it right. We do it to a standard. We make sure that at the end of the day, what we're doing is uh, meeting the very, like, the very purpose of what security is for and securing the property and making sure that the people and the companies that we're putting security for in is that, that they are getting a mindset of security because security is a mindset. These are all things that we'll unpack and we'll unfold as we go through in this podcast. But I just want you to know that there is an ethic, there is a moral to which we are to at least hold ourselves. And with that, I'm going to talk about today Hike Vision and Daua and these Chinese companies that uh, don't they don't have to make money in the United States because of how large their contracts are in China. So what they do is they come in, they undercut the market and you get a better camera for a lower price. The only problem is better is relative because you're not only supporting things that I'm going to talk about in today's podcast, but you're also um, putting something out there that is actually a security vulnerability at times. So it is, it is crucial. And that's what I want this podcast to hit on. That's what I want this podcast to do. So with all that said, let's get started. I want to talk about what we're going to talk about today. First off, we're going to go over some uh, Vigilon. Um, they're launching the, like the most aggressive trade-in, the program that the world has ever known. Uh, we're going to chit-chat a little bit about how Eagle Eye takes over a city and hires Batman to rid all the goons and goblins from the street. And yes, like I've already said, we're going to once again address the moral dilemma that you should be facing in your head every single time you hang a high camera. So all of that to look forward to. But first, we're going to do a shout out. That's right. Every episode, we give a shout out and why not get back in the saddle with this guy right here at tech of the town that's at t-e-c-h of 
the town on Instagram. One of the few guys on the Instagram platform that I think I've really found a friendship in. I'm serious. This guy, he hammers out some clean installs all across the board when it comes to low voltage from AV to security to data to all these things, right? And he keeps his standards high and he does quality work. I only shout out to accounts that I feel like promote what type of technician security today wants you to be so that when you go follow these people, you're actually gleaning like good things. So I don't just put people on here in the shout out slot that um, I don't think, well, you know what? It would be a benefit to follow this person seeing the work that they do. So go give them a follow and let uh, let him know that you that, you know, your old security uncle here sent you. Right. And then shout him out on the stories to show some love and then go buy a cup of coffee as a reward <laughs> for making it through this episode because it's going to be uh fucking rough. All right, let's get into some chit-chat. Eagle Eye Networks announced one of the fastest completions of a large-scale citywide surveillance program installing 13,550 cameras in four months. I believe this was last year. The installation team was installing approximately 250 cameras per day at its peak, and the cameras are all operational, remotely monitored, and providing safety and security to the citizens today. Um... <laughs> You heard that right. Almost 14,000 cameras in four months. That is insane. Um, Dean Draco, dope name, CEO of Eagle Eye Network, said that in the future of 4G, 5G technology, uh, we will likely be a go-to solution for large-scale distributed surveillance products because it can save a lot of time and money on installation when using Eagle Eye Networks. Now, they were able to keep the project on schedule despite COVID problems, and Eagle Eye Networks solution has chosen be was chosen because the Eagle Eye Cloud video API platform provides an open solution that allows integration of new technologies like AI, advanced analytics, uh, license plate recognition, those those sort of searches. And it uh, also allows integration of new suppliers and new cameras pretty much at any time. Jeff Kessler, managing director of Imperial Capital and the publisher of the Security Industry Annual Report, said that more than half of the world's population resides in cities. So creating an increasing demand for smart, accurate insights to help streamline everyday operations, including public safety, traffic flow management, infrastructure and transportation, enormous amounts of data collection, aggregation, and storage are necessary to drive the deep analysis that is required to produce these smart insights. So the only way to efficiently manage that and to aggregate and analyze it is by doing it through the cloud. Now, the Eagle Eye Cloud is a robust, scalable, and cost-effective solution purpose-built to support the data storage and analysis demands of like citywide deployments and what they require. Now, listen to me. If you were putting Eagle Eye in or if you worked on a project like this or something similar, DM me at security, B-A-E-R on Instagram because I want to see pictures. I want to know about that. That seems dope. So let's move on to our product highlight. A Vigilon has a new camera in town and it is pretty much the warp speed of the galaxy of cameras out there. Okay. The and listen, when you're telling your friends about it today on their lunch break to look smart, I want you to quote this entire thing. Ready? The H5 61 megapixel 10,000 
uh, I don't know, 10K? I don't know. Oh, 10K, gee whiz. Yeah, seven frames per second, multiple lens, $15,000 next generation AI box camera is uh, what they're is what a Vigilant's been putting out. A spaceship packaged into a security camera. Now, in addition, in addition to things like PoE plus Ethernet connectivity, it also offers like an AC power input and an SFP port for direct fiber connectivity. It's got dual SD card slots, audio IO, and multiple alarm IOs. A Vigilant is making the H5 Pro for large spaces. Well, no shit, Sherlock, but this is like stadiums, airports, manufacturing, and while reducing and and they're they're making it so that they can reduce the number of cameras because of how powerful this thing is. Now, this is a historic theme for a Vigilant for their Pro Camera Line series. However, as previously reported, for logistic reasons, reducing the number of cameras is not common that, that, that they're doing. And I honestly don't see a wide variety of uses for this, but potentially it could be a very important leap in the surveillance field. A Vigilant is an envelope pusher. They always have been, from AI to their hardware, whatever. But cameras like this are going to fall into few hands for installation, let's be honest. You're not going to probably be putting this in unless you're working for a large commercial space type of security installer, but cameras like this will pave the way for innovation for our industry as a whole. It might be a decade, but we might be into security cameras that have features of this camera, like SFP port for direct fiber or seven frames per second that could just be standard things in the future, and it wouldn't get there if it wasn't pushed by cameras and companies like this. So uh, I, I give it a, a thumbs up, shall I say. Now, let's get into the meat of the situation, okay? We're going to move on to the meat of this podcast. And last season, once uh, when we did the season when we were doing seasons, I should say, once at the beginning and once at the end, we touched on hike vision. Now, I gave facts like hike vision is roughly 40% government owned in China. Evidence of hike vision's direct involvement in IJOP, the Integrated Joint Operations Platform. It was a, it was a large scale integrated surveillance program targeting Muslims to initiate them into political re-education camps that had been described by the economist as quote-unquote terrifying or quote-unquote as race-based as apartheid in South Africa was. In addition to things like these, Hike Vision was awarded the contract for government-forced facial recognition projects across 967 mosques targeting skin tone, facial structure of the Uyghur population and other Muslim groups who have lived in the northwestern uh, region of China for thousands of years. Even with those mentions, I still want to address further driving points of why we as a security industry should tread on high places and draw lines. It is very crucial as a security technician or as a security company that is putting things into our national market that we have standards, that we have high places to which we tread or we draw lines of ethics and morality that we don't cross even if it has the immediate gratification of a nice buck, all right? Even if we put it in and from the un benoist customer it looks great and they love it but we know what we put in then we draw that line and say sorry I'm not gonna sell that I I know and look 
Today, we're going to look at the actions of the Chinese PRC and that give weight to Hike needing to leave your install list. And before we just get out the jump to conclusions, Matt, on Security Bear and his podcast, I understand that Hike already OEMs parts in 70 plus companies, which we'll address specifically at a later date. And or you can DM me and I'll and I'll I'll talk to you about this. I'll give you more information. And that they have, you know, quote unquote closed the back door problems in their cameras to which we found and not the ones that maybe we didn't find. And I still hear people come to me and be like, well, you use Apple or Google and they're breaching your privacy just as much as Hike Vision in. And at least to that one, I can say, well, Apple and Google aren't aiding in global human right infringements via enslavement at least to our knowledge. And the minute that Google is, I stop using Google because there's a standard there that we set to make sure that at least our life is in check. Yeah, Security Bear didn't put up Hike Vision. That's probably not going to really uh, matter to Hike Vision's bottom line. And it's also not going to matter that like the people in his area don't have it Like in the end, right? But it does matter to my life. It does matter how I conduct myself as a security technician. And um, I know all those things are presented to me, but in, instead of looking for a response that will forever change you know, my mind and, and have me wearing Hike Vision printed bow ties, just, just hear me out because Hike Vision is involved in doing something wrong. And I'm asking you as the security technician to weigh in on your own moral conscience through empathy and reflection to ask if that means that you stop supporting the perpetrator. Maybe you don't. Maybe the answer is no. And that's that. I'm no longer involved. But up until you've decided on that, if I'm in your eardrums, I'm going to make sure that I'm bringing the problem at hand. I want you to check the show notes because there's some amazing visual articles on this topic. But uh, Xinjiang is a northern uh, west area of China. And Xinjiang, sorry, Xinjiang, which means new frontier, has been the epicenter of ethnic unrest for a very long time. There are complicated problems well above this podcast and what I'm trying to say, but I'm just trying to address the specific issue. At the heat of the conflict is a separatist movement which seeks to establish an independent Uyghur, which are the type of people who live or, or the people group who live in that region, a Uyghur homeland called East Turkestan. Now an investigation by ABC News using research collated by the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, ASPI, think tank, identifies and documents the expansion and of detention camps that are part of a massive program of subjugation in the region, in the region of Xinjiang. Analysis of the data shows that from the start of 2017 to November of 2018, the facilities have expanded their footprint for more than 2 million square meters. A United Nations panel has accused China of turning its far-flung western region of Xinjiang into quote, something that resembles a massive internment camp shrouded in secrecy. End quote. It estimates that there could be as many as two million Muslims who have been detained there. Now, China rejects these allegations that it's locked up a large number of Muslims in re-education camps and the facilities, it says, are vocational training centers that emphasize on the rehabilitation and redemption and a part of its efforts to combat terrorism 
and religious extremism. So, you know, they want a medal for that. That's fine. But the growing weight of testimony of victims, witnesses, and now the availability of high-resolution satellite imaging and imagery and cell phone footage reveals that fast-tracked expansion of re-education camp network appears to set um, itself permanent in the life of the Xinjiang region. Now, the Australian Strategic Policy Institute as of 2020 said that there were 380 suspected facilities in the Xinjiang region, some 40% more than previous estimates. China says that its aim to tackle is to tackle poverty and religious extremism in Xinjiang, but the U.S. has likened the centers to concentration camps. It has been a tumultuous ride between Xinjiang people and the PRC. Uyghurs have bristled at the way that they uh, have harsh restrictions on their culture and their religion. They have faced periodic crackdowns, which intensifies after riots in the regional capital of Ermqui in 2009 and killed nearly 200 people, bombings in Xinjiang, and, and attacks allegedly carried out by Uyghur separatists, including a mass stabbing in the city of uh, Kunming in China's southwest region in 2014, which killed 31 people, led to further restrictions. In recent years, under Qin Quango, the Communist Party's secret uh, secretary in the Xinjiang and the loyalist of President Xi Jinping, measures against Uyghurs have included a ban of abnormal beards for men and restrictions on religious pilgrimages to Mecca. Now, regardless of what China is saying, ASPI researchers have identified and mapped over 380 sites in the network across Xinjiang, continuing only uh, counting only re-education camps, detention centers, and prisons that were newly built or significantly expanded in 2017. Since 2017, ASPI have uh, logged these sites in four different tiers from low security to high security. I've seen some cell phone footage of uh, people driving down the street with a wall that has literally high security type of features. For instance, a high chain link fence with barbed wire, a, you know, 20 to 30 foot space until a hard stone wall with dogs roaming that out outer perimeter, um, towers with cameras. It looks looks like they are hiding government, you know, secrets that could destroy themselves, but literally it's just camps that they can put people in to get the uh, freedom of thought out of their culture. Now, here's... Um, here's the uh, connection. Say, AS... Uh, I'm sorry, the PRC, the rounding up people who look different, speak different, and have different long-standing cultures and traditions, and then detaining them while also trying to program their culture out of them by brainwashing and by abuse. And so here's the connection. In response and aid to rounding up Uyghurs and Muslim populations, China has created what the Wall Street Journal has called a super surveillance state in doing so. Using data from bidding websites, the company's own disclosures and China uh, Chinese trade publications, IPVM.com found 11 Hike Vision and Daua PPP public-private partnership projects in Xinjiang worth a total of 7 billion won, which is over 1 billion U.S. dollars. Human Rights Watch says a big database surveillance program called the IJOP, which I mentioned before, is used to extensively spy on Uyghurs and other Muslims in Xinjiang, which 
Officials use the system to log information about civilians' ideological situation. HRW reported concerns that individuals flagged in the IJOP are sent off to re-education camps. The IJOP is being built by the CETC, which is Hike Vision's state-owned parent company. Hike Vision has traditionally distanced itself from the CETC, but new evidence shows that it works closely with the group in Xinjiang. The U.S. has issued sanctions against Hike Vision and Dua, I'm sure you're familiar with, for human rights abuses for everything talked about above, or I'm sorry, talked about today. The U.S. Uh, Security Industry Association, SIA, both have taken a stand declaring that any organization fielding facial recognition technology should refrain from working with companies and or products that are implicated in human rights abuses. Hike Vision has recently quit SIA uh, and actually blamed the news source IPVM on bullying it by simply pointing out everything uh, and more that I've detailed in this podcast today. Now, on Viv... Uh, has suspended Dawu and Hike Vision. Genetech and Nellie's dropped them from the uh, from dropped them, and the world is starting to notice. British human rights lawyer Sir Geoffrey Nice or Nice, who served as the lead prosecutor in the UN war crimes trial trial on Serbian president, held a Uyghur Tribune that concluded. Quote, accordingly, on the basis of evidence heard in the public, the tribunal is satisfied beyond reasonable doubt that the PRC, by the imposition of measures to prevent births intended to destroy a significant part of the Uyghurs in Xinjiang as such, has committed genocide. Hike and Daua are two major industry players globally. They factually... Yeah, factually, have a hand in China's human rights abuses. The free world and our industry leaders condemn their actions, and we need to take a self-check to see if we're okay with supporting them in our company or with our hands by installing their products or by our giving our money and bidding it and our ethics by excusing their actions so that our profit line looks black, not red. And when we turn a blind eye or think that it doesn't affect us in the UK or in North Carolina or California or Canada or wherever you are, then we are putting these company products into buildings and homes as a form of security. Now remember that as a security professional, you should be held in the tier of security positions like I mentioned earlier. I think that it is important that we touch on this. Now, there are plenty of global issues out there to address. There are plenty of global issues to attack and bring up, and some will roll their eyes at this, you know, the, the, the ranting Uncle Security Bear, or think that I'm laying it on too thick and not come back next week for uh, all sorts of things that we have on the docket. And to that, I say, whatever, roll your eyes all you want. This is the biggest infringement on human rights in our entire industry, and you need to care about what you do. You need to care the, about your work, not just your work, but your industry, how it functions, how it handles itself. You need to care about these things. And there will hopefully be a day, it doesn't exist anymore, in this form, and on that day, you'll be able to look back and say, well, you had a hand and it may be going away. Or you'll continue to remain the problem and you kept it around as long as it is. 
It's not about putting a company on blast. It's not about not putting your dollar in the pocket of someone who is helping separate family or helping separate families and lock innocent people in cages because they look different or they think different. It's about remembering that there are camera companies who don't do that. There are camera companies who don't do that. And if you want to DM me, we'll get into it at a, at a later time. But I can show you those companies. Now, I know this one is going to push people away or it's going to feel like I'm just ranting. But let me just say this before we wrap up. First of all, here's the companies that don't do that. Hanwha Group at Hanwha.com. Axis Communications at Axis.com. Avigilon at Avigilon.com. Ava Security at AvaSecurity.com. Digital Watchdog at digital-watchdog.com. OpenEye at OpenEye.net. VivaTech, AvaCon, Ubiquity Unify, Summaspeco Technologies, Pelco. These are companies that aren't participating in those things. So they are out there to find and to bid. And maybe you make a little less on the overhead. Or maybe you make a little less on your percentage markup. But all companies with no ties to Chinese camera manufacturers and most um, with NDAAA compliant camera lines are, are the cameras that we should be supporting. I know that's hard. I know that's crazy. I know that like I just rattled off all these things like look at what Hike Vision is doing. Look at what they're tied to. But just think about it. Just think about it. <laughs> On a down note, that's it for security today. So remember this podcast is brought to you by, oops, I ain't got nobody. If you want to sponsor this podcast, go ahead and DM me. We'll get your name on this thing. We'll start pumping you and we'll let you know how, um, you know, how we do it and, and, and how, how it goes. If you feel um, that you want to follow this podcast, go ahead. It's at Security Today Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Security Bear, B-A-E-R, on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe. Please share this. Please get out there and be like, yo, this is awesome because I want more and more people to reap the benefit of hearing things like this. Now, next week, we're going to get into the fire market. We've got alarm verification. We're going to talk drones. We're going to talk diagnostics and how to diagnose and troubleshoot problems. Um, I've already got ones written for talking about what it means for something to be grounded. Live AI monitoring is coming up. So let me tell you, there are some big things coming down the pipe. I appreciate you. I appreciate that you're here. And go ahead and DM me, give me a shout out, whatever it be. And uh, you know, you know that you're in the right place and you're doing the right thing by listening to this and by growing and being the better tech. All right. Security Bear out. Security Bear.